Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Call free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Good afternoon, everyone, on this Friday, November 12th. Can you believe Thanksgiving is less than two weeks away now? Thanksgiving is less than two weeks away. This first segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by Dickie's Barbecue Pit. Made locally and loved everywhere, Dickie's Smokes fresh meat every day and they can help you with your holiday plans whether it's uh, smoking a turkey for you getting a ham prepared with all the sides whatever or getting ready for your next uh, tailgate wherever that might be dickie's barbecue pit uh, is right across from turtle creek mall in the hattiesburg area not difficult to find if you'll just open up the windows and let the smell take you right to Dickie's Barbecue. On the program today, we're going to be talking with Ricky Bradley, who patrolled the backfield for Southern Miss 1986 through 1990, a couple of years for Big Nasty. He played for Jim Carmody. And then Charlie Holloway, also known as Curly Hallman. There's a story behind that that we'll, that we'll tell you about in just a little bit. Reagan Grant is here with us throughout the program today. We're going to have our game picks a little bit later, Bob Getty, who's normally on this program, is going to join us in the final segment tell you what he's up to. Luke Johnson has the day off, so Kelly Sander and Michael Mergens in the First Bank Studios here in Hattiesburg. We'll also run down the entire schedule of sports for Southern Miss, including basketball tonight on the men's side. The women are playing uh, tomorrow and tonight. Actually, no, they, the women play tomorrow. So we'll get you updated on all the schedules, plus tell you where we're going to be next week as we take the program on the road. So a lot to talk about. Ricky Bradley joins us now out of Bay Springs High School. He and his high school teammate, Reginald Warnsley, who are both in the ministry, by the way. So you know what that means, Reagan. We're going to have to behave ourselves here in the studio. But Ricky Bradley and Reginald Warnsley were unique in the sense that they were not only uh, teammates in high school and backfield running mates in high school, but also in college. Uh, Bay Springs, you know, I think many times gets overlooked for producing great football talent. I mean, Bassfield, you hear about Bassfield and some of these other schools, but, but certainly Bay Springs has made its contribution along the way. And we welcome you. Ricky, good to have you here. Kelly, uh, I consider it an honor. Uh, I uh, was thinking about it last night, and I said, wow, I think a few years ago, um, Kelly invited me to be on the Super Talk uh, Mississippi station, and um, I started I started wondering, is there not any of my ex-football players that live uh, somewhere close by here that he could have uh, uh, gave an invitation to them rather than me? Uh, but my wife laughed about it. She says, well, of course he thinks, obviously he thinks well of you, to invite you back. So, once again, just glad to be here this morning. Well, the numbers that you put up at Southern Miss certainly speak well of, of your ability, and I know you've, you've always been very gracious in crediting your offensive line and so on, but I want to go. I want to start with the relationship that you and Reggie Warnsley had, because you were both at Bay Springs, played under Joe Williford, didn't get the elusive state championship, but you lost to a really good McGee team who had a quarterback and a defensive back named John Mangum who went on to play at Alabama and then for the Chicago Bears. So it's not like you lost, you know, to a, to a lousy team, but the relationship that you and Reggie had in high school and then were able to, to carry it on 
to college. Kind of fill in some blanks there for us. How would you describe that relationship with you and Reggie Warnsley? Yeah, um, my mom is actually from Mississippi, but um, I grew up in Los Angeles, California. Um, migrated back this way in 1981, and that's when I met Reginald in our seventh grade year. In fact, Reginald bullied me for a little while because he had heard from my cousins that uh, they had a great um, cousin that was coming from Los Angeles, California. He was a tough guy, and most certainly Warnsley was the bully um, at Bay Springs Middle School at that time, and he wanted to try me most certainly. But um, we, we, we found our way uh, somehow, some way that we became best friends. And um, going from Bay Springs to um, Southern Miss, um, quick story, uh, I was being recruited by Alabama and uh, when Ray Perkins was there, and, and he wanted to put me at fullback and uh, also linebacker. Um, but I didn't want to play that position. So when I came back from my recruiting, recruiting visit, I, um, I asked Warnsley, uh, Southern Miss was recruiting both of us. So I said, hey, man, without disclosing any information to him about Alabama, and uh, I said, let's just let's do something special. Let's go to Southern Miss. And he says, what? Are you crazy? Alabama is recruiting you. You mean to tell me you're going to go to Southern Miss? I said, yeah, man, let's do it. And so um, that's how we wound up um, coming to uh, Hattiesburg and – I tell you what, the older I get, Kelly, um, I become to appreciate Southern Miss and all the friends. And it's just like a family that, you know, um, you, you just don't get over it. And like I tell my my um, my son all the time that my my four years, they were my greatest at Southern Miss. So I'm appreciative for what God has allowed and what had enabled me to have a little bit of talent to be able to put on display at Southern Miss. So about the Alabama recruitment process, you said without, you know, shedding any details, that would have been what type of car they offered you, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't say so, um, <laughs> Kelly, but uh, it was just the fact that I had um, became so comfortable being a running back and scoring touchdowns and people rooting for me, but I, I couldn't see that at the fullback position nor at the linebacker position. And the late, great Ray Perkins, you know, full disclosure, was from Pedal. You know, Mrs. So he right. knew all about you and 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 what what you were able to accomplish at at Bay Springs. Now, a lot of you know, and we've had Jim Carmody on this show before, and I have always thought that the, if there was ever a guy that that was not treated fairly by a lot of people, it was Jim Carmody. He had this reputation of just being a, a curmudgeon, uh, an old crusty guy that just didn't get along with anybody. I think that was the general perception. I never had any problems with Jim Carmody. Was he um, was he serious? Yes. Did he take his business seriously? Yes. But he was always very gracious to me. How would you describe your relationship with Big Nasty? Um, I would describe it as one that was um, it, it was mutual because um, he, he didn't talk a lot, um, and and I didn't realize, or I actually didn't know what to expect from a college coach until uh, two years later we met uh, Curly Hallman. And I came to realize that those guys were like night and day. Um, Carmody was not a talker. You know, it was a let's do it and, and be done with it. And just, <clears throat> excuse me, going into my, my junior year, um, Curly Hallman was the coach. And this was a guy that took the, the players that was married um, while playing and had children. He would take them out on, on dinner dates just to kind of, I guess you would say to make sure that they were doing the things that was necessary as a parent and as a husband. So, uh, and, and I was at that point in time, I was uh, a father and I was married at the time. So I thought a lot of him for doing that. And um, every chance I get, you know, I, I, I tell people that, 
Curly Holman was one that, you know, I'll, I'll never forget. And he just taking up time. It was more it was more about life than it was football for him as opposed to Carmody. It was just football 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 we, we mentioned at the top of the show that curly holman we, we called him charlie holloway and here's the story behind that you know he played for gene stallings at, at alabama right uh curly holman did and gene stallings as i would imagine a lot of division one coaches with programs of that level of prestige probably truth be told don't know the names of all their players they, they just i mean there's a lot of guys right that they have to try to remember well when they would check into hotels and so on apparently gene stallings could never remember curly hallman and always called him charlie holloway wow. <laughs> so when when people would want to media outlets would want to interview curly hallman for whatever reason they'd call the hotels back then and say i want to talk to curly hallman and then and they'd say we don't have anybody here by that name and curly could never figure out why that was the case and we'll come to find out gene stallings didn't know his name so he just Called him Charlie. So the media would have had to have called and asked for Charlie Holloway instead of Curly Holman. But right. you were talking about being a parent, and it's it should be noted that your son, Ricky Jr., also you know got to play at the highest level, went to, to uh, uh, Oak Grove High School, then went on to Pearl River and played some Division One. How would you describe that relationship, having been through, through the, the ranks already? Kelly, um, that... That moment and that time when, when Ricky was um, playing high school ball, um, he wasn't as celebrated as I was. Um, therefore, I say that he wasn't recruited by a lot of people. But in fairness, you went to a much smaller school than he did, too. Most is, certainly. Is, is that fair to say? Yes, it is. Okay. Most certainly, Bay Springs High School. Um, but we, we had to go a, a different route with Ricky. Uh, he had to go the JUCO route at Pearl River. Uh, to own in on his skills because he played a couple of positions at Oak Grove High School at defensive back as well as wide receiver. And so um, he, he thought he wanted to play DB, but when um, the coach at Pearl River recruited him, he was recruiting him as a wide receiver. And those two years there, it, it allowed him to own in on his skills to get better. And um, he came in as a walk-on at USM. Um, I think he was like maybe sixth or seventh on the depth chart. But uh, as they progressed throughout the year during the fall, uh, he had worked his butt off to uh, earn a starting position at the um, the Y position at Southern Miss. Ricky Bradley is with us again, a great running back at Southern Miss from 1986 to 1990, and he was actually in college only four years. I missed the memo because I was I think I was at Iowa State for seven or eight. I enjoyed myself. I'll, I'll just I'll say that. When we come back, we're going to talk to Ricky Bradley more about where Southern Miss is today and how he tries to deal with that coming from the glory days of the nasty bunch etc the eagle hour continues after these commercial messages Southern Miss to the top. From the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg, Kelly Sander, along with Merg, our producer-director. Hey, you know, Christmas right around the corner. Some radio stations even playing Christmas music now. And if you're going to do your Southern Miss uh, shopping for Christmas, there's one. there is definitely one 
one-stop shop, and that is Campus Bookmart right across from the main entrance, right across from the Rose Garden there on Hardy Street, the big yellow building. And for us full-figured guys, they do have shirts that will fit us as well. You have to kind of tell Miss Kathleen how many X's you need, and she won't look at you with disdain or horror <laughs> she'll just say step over here this this rack is for you and of course they're making the transition from short sleeve stuff to long sleeve stuff plus all other knickknacks that you can get there with anything with the southern miss logo that they can put a southern miss logo on they've got it in the campus bookmark and we're glad that they sponsor the eagle hour reagan grant's going to join us here in a little while and we're also going to hear from bob getty we've got our college picks still to come our little bit about a lot of things including the sports schedule for southern miss including a men's basketball game tonight with louisiana lafayette seven o'clock start we'll talk a little bit about that but ricky bradley continues to be with us native of la but then graduated from bay springs high school great great bulldog football teams there at bay springs then running back at Southern Miss from 1986 to 1990. And, and I dare say those were the, for a long period of time, the glory years, Bobby Collins, Jim Carmody, you know, Curly Holman, the Favre years. And Ricky, you got to experience the, the top of the heap as far as the success of Southern Miss football now as it goes through some really, really tough growing pains now. How do you reconcile the fact that where you came from and you see how the team is, is, is struggling now? Well, I would have to say that um, this is a period of um, humbleness, um, learning, and from coming from such a young group. As you look at Southern Miss football team collectively, they are a young group, and um, I kind of like what they're doing over there. They're, they're building on something, and I know a lot of times the fans, you know, they're, they're not as patient as we would want them to be, but the support. The continued support is necessary at this period in time of this football season. I can remember when we started off in 1989, we beat a number six Florida State team, and we was expecting some great things to happen for that year. But uh, as truth be told, um, it was just the opposite. We, in fact, had a losing season. I think we may have won five games that year, but we, we were high. We, we were high off of that victory, and we just assumed. And uh, a lot of us got the big head, and, and, and you know, uh, the, the recruits was coming by, and or, or the, I would say, the um, the recruiters from the NFL was coming by, and a lot of guys most certainly was starting to, to lick their, 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 their chops and was thinking about other things rather than the football season within itself. But um, once again, like I said, I think, and I, I truly believe that if we will support um, this uh, program as it relates to the new head football coach, I think they're, they're building on something that we'll be able to appreciate for years to come. Now, if you're anything like me, and I consider myself a pretty normal guy, maybe carrying around a little extra weight, but I consider myself a pretty normal guy. When I go back to Iowa State and I see how the campus has changed, you go to Hattiesburg and see that Van Hall is you know, not around anymore. Wow. Some of the things that, that were so ingrained in your memory banks how do you how do you deal with that too that it's it's not the same school you went to even though it seems like it was just yesterday yeah it looks a lot different um i can recall when i was going to school at southern that you could just make a block if if you wanted to uh, driving your car that is you could make a block and just continuous to drive by um uh certain for for instance uh, on the hub you know you, you could you could actually drive in circles and yes. pass the hub as many times as you wanted to. But now they have such a design that once you enter the campus, 
it's designed to get you back off the campus, you know, and um, I find that strange. Uh, it doesn't seem as inviting as it used to. And then there are some buildings, as you mentioned, Van Hall, that's no longer there, you know, um, which was near and dear to my heart. But uh, what what athlete was it not near and dear to? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, when that building went down, mm-hmm. I mean, it's a little piece of your heart went with it. It is most certainly. Uh, I, I talked to a lot of ex players, not only football but basketball. Uh, one in particular, Gerardo Hinton. We were forever uh, talking about our heydays. That that it all leads back to Van Hall, and those are just great memories. And he and I will will start sharing pictures of the old Van Hall on Facebook, and it just brings back a lot of memories. And and I come to realize that a lot of folks that I have as my Facebook friend, uh, I didn't realize they were my Facebook friend until you start talking Van Hall. And not only that, but Southern Miss. Uh, the Richton Rambo, Gerardo Hinton, who we love on this program, too. And I love Gerardo especially because he, like me, has never met, met a buffet he didn't like. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yes, and Gerardo is welcome to, to come here, you know, anytime. So when you were playing, Ricky, I'm sure you got a lot of people that said, hey, you know, people in your classmates, hey, that's, you know, that's Ricky Bradley. He's our running back. And the kids had come up to you in pictures and autographs. And they might have been on kodak cameras back mm-hmm. then but but now you can probably go to a game and nobody for all practical purposes recognizes who you are ego wise mm-hmm. has that ever been a, a thing you had to deal with even in, on a small scale well kelly um i wouldn't necessarily say it's an ego thing but um i i truly believe that i'm entrenched and in, in grind into the southern mist um history books um because I'm, I was just a student athlete there. So, um, and I have so much confidence um, that I'm, I'm proud when I go to Southern Miss. Whether a kid recognizes me or not, I know that I had something to do with the trajectory of the uh, program uh, back in the, the late um, 90s. So, um, no, it really doesn't bother me that no one recognizes me. But when I, when I can walk up to a John Cox, or Kelly Sander can call my phone and say, hey, there's Kelly. You know, that inspires me and lets me know that, you know, I'm appreciative and for the things that I did back in those days. There are still people that will, from my days at Channel 7, will recognize me. And then invariably they'll say, wow, you got fat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it happens. Speak you know. for yourself, Kelly. Uh, you know, over to, yeah, you look like you could still play. <laughs> you know, um, uh, the Perfect Ten, Reggie Collier, was on this show one time, and he was telling his grandchildren mm-hmm. that he was, you know, a quarterback at Southern Miss and told his grandkids, he said, look, you can pull me up on YouTube. And so his grandkids pulled up his videos, and they, wow. said, and they said, that's not you. Mm-hmm. And Reggie said, yes, it is me. And he goes, no, that guy's skinny. <laughs> <laughs> I get it, and it, I do it, understand. Yeah, it does, it does happen, you know, to, to the best of us. So... You, I want to talk now about transition into the ministry. When were you called? How did that happen? And I think it's really kind of neat that Reggie Warnsley, who you guys, again, backfield running mates at Bay Springs, also at Southern Miss, he also is a pastor. Casey Fisher, the great three-point shooter on the NIT championship team, he's a pastor. So how did that happen? Well, uh, you mentioned being called. I was called back in 2009, but like most of us, Kelly, we run from it because it, it's something different. You know, um, it, it's something that you never really think about becoming a pastor. But back in 2009, I was called, but I was disobedient uh, to God's calling. And um, finally, uh, after running into some pitfalls and, and having to go back and apologize and to ask God to forgive me, and it was in 2016 when I accepted the call 
most certainly, uh, I'm not a pastor yet, but I'm an associate minister at Shady Grove Missionary Baptist Church here just north of Hattiesburg. Um, Warnsley, Warnsley, uh, when he became uh, saved, uh, he would oftentimes call me and, and tell me, Rick, look, there's nothing better. You know, a lot of times we, we're, we're going to have good days, going to have bad days. But when you know that God is on your side, then those bad days are not not bad at all. So uh, I've been blessed. Um, I thank God that I don't look like what I've been through. But I most certainly thank you for giving me another opportunity to um, preach his word. And um, it, it's been a blessing for me that I can actually sit down and have a conversation, whether it be with, with uh, couples, uh, newlyweds, um, uh, couples that are having trouble in the marriage or just not wanting to do it anymore. Uh, things like that makes you just really sit back and and think about the goodness of the Lord. You talked about your, your in high school, there was one game that you still remember that you fumbled four times, so you obviously remember. But in your college days, what team hit you the hardest? Mississippi State. Really? Without a doubt. Tell me about that. Uh, and it was the year that they came here and they beat us on a last-second field goal. We thought we were going to lose. Well, actually, we thought we were going to wind up being a tie game because it was. I think the field goal was maybe 45 uh to 50 yards and we had no idea hadn't even thought about it as they was lining up to kick the attempted field goal we we were so disappointed that we was going to tie them but they wind up making the field goal and we actually lost and that was the year that Jim Carmody uh, went from Southern Miss to um, Starkville as their defensive coordinator most certainly then you know so but Mississippi State hits you the hardest most certainly without a shadow of a doubt oh wow and and he mm-hmm. remembers that <laughs> he remembers that like that yes well we want to uh, thank you for your, the contributions that you've made over the over the years Ricky and, and it's kind of neat to see that your your son got to play um, you know and got to experience that and see where things are now mm-hmm. and you played at what 225 pounds which back then was a big dude right at, at 225 and now like you said how the game has evolved yeah and I'm, I'm watching the nfl nowadays and they're saying oh he's he's a big back he's 6 215 pounds and i'm thinking big back what was i back then well, I understand why you were recruited as a fullback, though. <laughs> but you, 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 big, big, strong legs. You know, you right. really big legs compared to a lot of other guys. So I certainly see that. But man, always good to have you. And your wife is correct. Uh, I, I've always thought very highly of well, you. I, I appreciate that, Kelly. And I'm glad that you could join us today. Thanks for the opportunity. And continued success. When we come back, Reagan Grant, who knows everything there is to know about Southern Miss sports. And if you don't believe me, just ask him. He'll be joining us next, and we're going to check in with Bob Scoop Getty, too, who's a co-host on this show. See what he's up to. Friday's Eagle Hour continues in a moment. Tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. It was Catfish Friday today at 4th Street Bar and Grill. You might, you know, if you're real nice to them and go over there to grab a late lunch, they still might uh, might be willing to get you some catfish if there's any left because it is the best uh, the best around. You'll be able to watch the men's basketball game tonight if you're not at Reed Green Coliseum. It's on CUSA.TV tonight at 7 o'clock. You'll be able to see that at 4th Street Bar and Grill. It's where all Southern Miss fans pregame and postgame. And it has the best food around. You have to try it. And that, that eight ninety five lunch includes a drink. We love everybody at 4th Street Bar and Grill, and we're glad that they are 
supporters of the Eagle Hour. Next week, we're going to be on the road a couple of days. On Wednesday, we are going to be at Bocoma Casino. And then on Friday, we will be at Ramey Motors as uh, we start to kind of wind things down toward Thanksgiving. Again, Thanksgiving a week from this next Thursday. Hard to believe. We mentioned men's basketball tonight at 7 o'clock. The women's cross-country team will be at the Southern Regional at Huntsville, Alabama today. Tomorrow, the Lady Eagles will host Louisiana Monroe for a 2 o'clock tip-off at Reed Green Coliseum. And then Monday, the men will take to the road in Fort Worth to take on the Horn Frogs of TCU. That's a 7 o'clock start on Monday night. And that'll be televised on the Big 12 Now Network, ESPN Plus, and, of course, the Golden Eagle Radio Network. Coach Scott Barry wants us to let you know that the Southern Miss Baseball Breast Cancer Awareness World Series begins today at Pete Taylor Park. It starts at 4.15, and then will continue tomorrow morning at 11.15 a.m. And it's free to get in, but they are going to be accepting donations. They're going to be passing the hat that will go to Breast Cancer Awareness. Again, the Southern Miss Baseball Breast Cancer Awareness World Series. It's where they divide the team up and, you know, a couple of teams and they play each other and the winners get good food and the losers get beanie weenies or, you know, whatever it is. The first game today at 4.15 and then continues tomorrow at 11.15 a.m. Reagan Grant joins us now, a good buddy of our of this show and uh, who knows a lot about Southern Miss. It's always good to talk Southern Miss sports at all with, with you. Reagan, as we welcome you, man, the, the talk around everything has been realignment now and the Sun Belt and all that. I just wanted to get your view about the news when, it's, when it was the ink was dry and it's mm-hmm. now set that Southern Miss is headed to the Sun Belt. Well... I want to clarify, I definitely do not know everything about Southern Miss sports. You can get on Twitter, and they will tell you very quickly that, that you don't. That, that huh? is not the case. Well, Now, other things, probably so. I know a lot about other things. But well, you do have opinions about the move to the Sun Belt, though. I do, I do. I feel very good about it. You know, I, what I'm most excited about is that everybody seems to be bought in i know there are a few people that are kind of on the fence i don't know if it's i don't think it's necessarily the younger fans like closer to my age it might be the the older folks who have been around for those you know the the glory like, days like me yeah like you <laughs> although i'm on you know i'm on board with the sun Belt. Yes, i have absolutely. been for two or three years i've been saying this is yeah what and we we had that conversation on the way back from uh, the south alabama game that's right i remember that very very well but uh you know if what I would say to anybody who's on the fence about it, this is not the Sun Belt of five years ago, ten years ago, that we kind of used to ease up our schedule, you know. Uh, so, and I also think this was a move that we made. You know, I, I, I think there was some vision with it. It wasn't a reactive move to realignment per se. I mean, I think that definitely helped push things forward, but – I just I think there's a lot of vision in the Sun Belt right now. Their trajectory is up. So, you know, as stagnant as Conference USA has been, I I just think this this we knocked it out of the park. And I'm just one. not really sure that I understand the the schools going to Conference USA now when the the map, the US map just got a lot further apart than it was before. You complained about trips to El Paso. And in Norfolk. Well, now you've got trips to Stores, Connecticut, all the way to Las Cruces, New Mexico. That's going to wreak havoc on a lot of travel budgets. Yeah, and I, I think at this point, Conference USA is just in survival mode. I, mean, I think we all know that. I, I don't think this was, yeah, you know, UConn or whoever. That, that's going to be a great fit. I think it's all about survival at this point. Um, 
I know tech appreciates it very much so, but I that I've said this to a lot of friends and and I don't wish ill on any program. You never want to see that, but I I am very glad they found a way to kind of stay afloat because for me, I want to be on the outside looking in for once at that disaster of a conference. I mean, I hate to put it that way, but no, we've all but it of, is what it is. Yeah, we've know? all kind of agreed about that. And and I know you, you say that you don't know, you know, everything about Southern Miss, but no one can ever question uh, your loyalty. And look, it's no secret that as the season has gone on and the team has, has struggled uh, collecting just one win, that, that some of the Fairweather fans, the tents that you see early in the season tailgating aren't there anymore. But Reagan Grant and his crew are always there uh, tailgating. It, do, it doesn't matter. So what's, what's the mood now, Reagan, as the season begins to wind down? They're obviously not going to a bowl game, but you guys are still there? It, yeah, you know, I think at this point, everybody, you know, we went into the season with so much high expectation, maybe too high, right. higher than they should have been. And I, but I think at this point, everybody is still bought in on Coach Hall. And I, I think we're just playing the waiting game. We're going to enjoy it. You know, I find myself every year that we have struggled, you know, I'm like, man, I'm just, I'm not going to be as into it next year or whatever. And then two months into the off season, I'm like, gosh, I am ready for college football. I'm ready to be back at the rock. So I think everybody's still bought into coach hall. So the, the loyal fans, they're still going to show up. They're still going to be there because we know we're just playing the waiting game at this point. we got to be patient. Basketball-wise, what do you think about the basketball Eagles? Still early, had a really good game uh, the other night against William Carey, but now the water they're going to be swimming in is going to get a little deeper. Uh, they play Louisiana Lafayette tonight at 7 o'clock. By the way, a bunch of members of the marching band are going to be there. Of course, the dunk corner is back, the rowdy rail. Uh, no reason not to get out to see some, some good basketball. But what do you expect from the basketball team this year, Reagan? I think if we... I think if the basketball team duplicates the first half of the carry game throughout the season, I, I think you're going to see a noticeable improvement. I'm not basketball guy. I don't know enough about it, but I've, you know, I've watched the team enough over the last few years to see our struggles and see what we're not so good at to know, you know, watching the game the other night. And I only, I could only watch it on my phone. I was watching the hockey game. Sorry. But. Well, most, most kids your age, they, and I yeah. say kids cause you're certainly a much younger, a different generation for me, but you guys watch stuff on your phones all the time. Yeah. Well, I actually had the TV, TV had hockey on and then the phone, I had the Southern Miss game on. So I couldn't, there was no audio. So I couldn't tell who was coming in, who was going out, who was making shots. You know, I was just kind of watching as I could in between hockey and basketball, but you well, know, the, I, the depth this basketball team has will certainly be a plus, you know, yes. considering it has not had a lot of depth in yeah. the last couple of years. Yeah, and, and you know, I, I didn't look at the statistical breakdown, but it looked like we were shooting better. I don't know how free throws went. I know turnovers still may be a little bit of an issue, but it, it's kind of a new team. You know, there's some new faces, and there's just that feeling out period. And in any team sport, you've got to give the players a few games to kind of Get together in jail. And I'm going to make a couple of statements, and then you can agree or disagree, and then tell me why. One statement. Southern Miss fans are passionate. Like no other school, there's just not enough of them. I agree a thousand percent. Um, I think we have too many fans that are bought in when it's easy, you know, when we're winning. Fair weather fans. But, but uh, we, yeah, we just... And, and the coaches will tell you, you know, Coach Armstrong, defensive coordinator, he'll tell you, like, they do not have to cultivate a fan base here. It's already here. 
Um, so when I say there's not enough, that's not to say, you know, we don't have any fans. It's just we we definitely could do better. And, and I think the last 10 years have kind of hurt us in that regard. But I think if Coach Hall can come in, get this thing rebuilt, we're in a new conference, I, I think – I think you're going to see a bit of a glow up within the fan base here in the next few years. And, and here's a statement that I heard from from uh, some fans at Fourth Street Bar and Grill the other night, almost word for word. If Jeremy McLean does nothing else, he belongs on the Mount Rushmore of Southern Miss Athletics for getting us into the Sunbelt Conference. I, I agree. I think we should have built the statue yesterday. Um, it, you know, we've been in this thing for – we were in Conference USA, what, 25 years? And he finally got us out. And he's just done so many little things like, you know, getting beer in the stadium and, you know, the um, the Gold Rush beer. I mean, that's so cool and that's so – I don't want to say necessarily progressive, but it's just outside-the-box thinking that maybe we haven't seen in a while. Yeah, because here here on uh, Super Talk Mississippi, we don't use the word progressive. Oh, Okay. <laughs> So I know you didn't get that memo, Reagan, but just yeah. listen to the talk radio okay. during the day. You'll see progressive yeah. Is, yeah. is is not a term Noted. Uh, that, you know, that we want to use. But going forward, um, Will Hall has reportedly told guys in the locker room that, look, half of you may not be here next year. That's the rough reality of the world we live in. Do you expect to see that big of a turnover? Absol- absolutely. Um, you know, I – and it's evident, you know, you're seeing guys get in the game that we haven't seen yet. So, um, yeah, if if I'm on the field at any point the rest of the season, I'm, I'm making the most of my time out there if I want to be back next year. Well, there's plenty of action going on in Conference USA this weekend. We'll have our football picks. Merg is going to join us with his picks. Reagan's going to hang around. And we're going to get in touch with Bob Scoop Getty. In our final segment, see what he's up to, and he's going to join us for our picks as well. The Eagle Hour on a Friday. We thank you for joining us. We'll continue after these commercial messages. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. This final segment of the Eagle Hour brought to you by D1 and DBAT Training Facility at the old Mr. Gaddy's location in Hattiesburg, if you know where that is. Very close to I-59 on Highway 98 or West Hardy Street or whatever they call it there, but, but you can't miss it. Big indoor training facility getting your youngsters ready for the next baseball or softball season in climate-controlled settings, beautifully clean. Um, they make sure that everything's taken care of because COVID, they're always wiping things down, which, you know, is is good habit to get into anyway. but And you can get in shape as, as well as we head into the holidays. Uh, we're going to need it, certainly the first of the year, if not before then. But check them out at D1 and DBAT Training in Hattiesburg. Joining us now on the Super Talk Mississippi Hotline is our running buddy, Bob Getty, who's been out for a little while. And some fans, Bob, have asked... Uh, What's Bob up to? So we thought we'd just uh, check in with you this morning and see how you're doing and, and tell us what's going on, and then we'll get into our game picks. Sure, Kelly. Good to be back with you, uh, and I appreciate you calling me. Uh, well, I don't mind saying I uh, 
Two weeks ago yesterday, underwent heart bypass surgery at Forest General Hospital. And uh, I'm back home now. Spent six days in the hospital. Uh, back home now, uh, recovering, a slow but sure recovery. And, uh, you know, I'm feeling good and uh, glad to be back home. I tell you real quickly, Kelly, I just want to. I just want to say, you know, that from from uh, the surgeon that did the operation on me to the nurses, to the technicians, to the people that brought my food and cleaned the rooms, uh, to the Forest County, uh, the the uh, Forest County Hospital Home Health Agency uh, that's now providing me with health care, total and complete professionalism, compassion, and kindness. Uh, I'll tell you, Kelly Sander, we're fortunate to have medical professionals like we do living in Hattiesburg, and uh, I will forever be grateful to the great care that they have provided me. That's always why Hattiesburg is ranked on those lists of favorite places to retire because of the, the high level of health care that we have here. But we hope as each day goes by, Bob, you get feeling a little bit better, and we look forward to having you back in the studio. Um, All right, buddy. I know you like watching football, and gosh, as you're recovering, you know, your only choices are, are the Eagles who have been struggling and, and of course, the, the Washington football team, which, boy, it's, it's, got, it's got to make that recovery process a little... <laughs> A little tougher. I haven't missed talking about either one of them, Kelly. I'll just be perfectly honest with you. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's get into our game picks this week. We'll start with Conference USA. Western Kentucky's playing at Rice this week. Bob, who do you like in that one? Well, Rice has been pretty disappointing all year. Western Kentucky, no powerhouse, but uh, I like Western Kentucky in this one. I think I'm going to take the, the Hilltoppers as well on the road. Reagan Grant? Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I, I had higher hopes for Rice this year. I thought they might could be a dark horse but that just hasn't really panned out so i agree i'm gonna go with western kentucky there merg your bears are off this week my bengals are off this week so we're going to focus more on college but what what do you like in this one wku okay so so that's a sweep for the hilltoppers all right let's get to some of the, the more intriguing games uab at marshall you got two teams with identical records the west play in the east this game is at marshall reagan we'll start with you this is a tough one um Marshall being at home, if it were a home game, I think it'd be very uh, quiet. But I would give UAB the advantage. So I think just because Marshall's at home, I'm going to pick them. Okay, Merg? Marshall. Bob, you like uh, UAB or Marshall? I like UAB, Kelly. I'm a big fan of the UAB coach, and uh, I think the Blazers will probably finish the year pretty strong. Man, I was hoping I could get one on you guys because I'm going to take UAB as well. Um, Marshall – has a first-year coach, and they, they, man, you don't know which Marshall team is going to show up. But I, I don't think the good one will show up this weekend, so I am taking UAB. All right, in a battle of Texas, we'll start with Merg on this one. UTEP goes to North Texas in Denton. North Texas, this newly found enthusiasm and rejuvenation after a victory last week against Southern Miss. Yeah, I like North Texas this week. I don't. I'm going to take UTEP. Of course. I agree. I'm going UTEP as well. All right, Bob, who are you liking that I'm, one? I'm going with the Miners, Kelly. Okay. Merg, you're going alone here with the Mean Green. Do you notice whenever I do that? What? I get it right. Oh. Have you noticed the... We'll go ahead on. The average? We'll we'll just see about this one. All right. Here's another one that has the makings of a pretty good game in Conference USA. And I would have to repeat that. The makings of a good game in Conference USA. Florida Atlantic at Old Dominion. Reagan Grant. The Owls... At ODU. FAU. Take them, ODU's playing better. Can't talk you into ODU. No, I don't even want to pick FAU, <laughs> but I, 
<laughs> you have I'm to pick one of them. Head, yeah. Right. Yeah. All right, Merg, FAU at ODU. I'm going to go ODU. All right, Bob, we've got a split so far. Well, the eyes of the nation will definitely be on this game for sure, <laughs> Kelly. I'm going to – I think I'm going to go with Florida Atlantic. All right. Well, we're going to split it down the middle. Me and Merg are going to take uh, the Monarchs, and you and Reagan have got the Owls. All right. Final pick, Charlotte in, in, in the college ranks. Charlotte at La Tech. Um, boy, La Tech has been disappointing. Charlotte started out well, not doing so well now. I guess I'm – oh, gosh. I'm going to take La Tech. I'm going to go Charlotte. Okay. Yeah, I'm liking Charlotte. Bob? I'm going with the Bulldogs, Kelly. I'm going to join forces with you. See, wisdom wisdom is prevailing here. All right, yeah. the Saints are playing the Titans this weekend. We don't have time to pick it. But, and uh, Tampa, for the record, is playing at Washington. I suspect everyone will take Washington. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Sure. <laughs> Bob, get feeling better, buddy. We miss you and, and uh, come back as soon as you can. All right, Kelly. Thanks. All right, that'll do it for this week's shows. Again, we're going to be on the road twice next week, Wednesday at Bocoma Casino, Friday at Ramey's, but otherwise we'll be in the studio. Luke Johnson will be rejoining us. For Reagan Grant and producer-engineer Michael Mergens, I'm Kelly Sanner. Thanks for joining us. Until Monday, Southern Miss. To the top. To the top. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.